What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Total Health 2020. In this week's episode, I'm going to be talking all about astigmatism and how to read your glasses and contact lens prescription. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you so much again for tuning in to another episode. So in this episode, I'm, I'm going to be talking all about astigmatism, kind of how to read your glasses and contact lens prescription. And the main reason I kind of want to talk about this is because I know a lot of people who know that they have astigmatism. They've been to the eye doctor and they've been told that they have it, but they don't really know what that means. And a lot of times I've kind of noticed that when you're told you have astigmatism, you just kind of assume you have very poor eyesight or you have some kind of condition and it's really going to hinder your eyesight. And while that may be true to an extent, depending on how severe the astigmatism is, it really just is a... Um, an indication of the refractive power of your cornea and of your eyes. So it's not so much like you have some kind of disease like glaucoma that's going to progressively worsen your vision, but mainly just saying that you have a particular kind of refractive error that requires a particular kind of lens to correct that error. And so that's kind of what I'm going to be talking about today and kind of the reason I wanted to talk about it. And so when we talk about astigmatism, the literal definition of what astigmatism is, is from the Greek kind of standpoint. So a means without and stigma means point. So astigmatism means without a point. And the reason it's kind of defined like that is because Astigmatism, essentially, a way to kind of think about it is normally the cor your cornea. It's a tissue that sits on top of your eyeball itself, and that's responsible for the majority of the refractive power of your eye. And so about two-thirds of the refractive capacity of your eye is taking place in the cornea, and most of the rest, about one-third, um, when you kind of simplify it down, is, is from the lens within uh, the eye itself. And so when you think about your cornea, normally it's supposed to be pretty much a perfect sphere. And so what that kind of means is when light enters, no matter what angle it's kind of entering at, it's going to be refracted at a particular angle that'll most likely get it to the back of the retina where the visual processing of your eye actually occurs. And when it's not shaped like a perfect sphere and when you have irregularities in the cornea, that's what we know as astigmatism. And usually the easiest way to think about it is instead of it being a perfect sphere, it's shaped more like a football. And so what that means is it's steeper at certain angles and flatter at certain angles. And so it gives a little bit of an irregular appearance to your cornea. And there are different types of astigmatism, which I'll kind of touch on, but that's a good basic picture to kind of think about. And so although we normally think about it as problems with your cornea, you can have lenticular astigmatism, which is astigmatism in the lens inside your eye itself. And when we think about astigmatism, how do we know if you actually have astigmatism? So it's a pretty common condition. It affects close to 50% of adults. And you usually will know you have it if you go to see an eye doctor, if they use an autorefractor, if they try to get your prescription and you have, and they kind of notice that you have a lot of cylinder in your prescription, if they notice that you have some irregularity on different tests that they can use, such as uh, keratometry and things like that. And the symptoms that you'll be feeling yourself are going to be blurry vision. You may occasionally get headaches from straining. You're not going to get a very good um, kind of fixation from your regular glasses or contacts unless they add that dimension to your prescription in the, in the form of a cylinder. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, so astigmatism is a pretty common condition. It's partly genetic. And although we don't necessarily know specifically which genes are the cause of astigmatism because it is multifactorial. There are genes that they've looked at such as PDGFRA or platelet 
derived growth factor receptor A. There's the toxin vax gene, which all kind of play a role in development in terms of the development of your eye and how the cornea kind of shapes. And so um, usually if you have a astigmatism, there may be other members in your family who also have this. And like I said before, it's not so much a you know, progressive degenerative disease as it is just a irregular shape of something that you're born with, um, a little bit of irregularity in your cornea. So now taking that concept one step further, so we're thinking about the cornea shaped as a football instead of a perfect sphere or basketball, right? And now we're going to talk about different kinds of astigmatism and what that really means. And so astigmatism is the difference in power between two perpendicular meridians. That's the way we kind of define it in um, the ophthalmologic and optometric uh, world. And so if the vertical meridian, for example, is 2.5 diopters, or in other words, that's the prescription in that particular plane, and the horizontal meridian, it's two diopters, then your overall astigmatism will be 0.5 diopters. So it's the difference between those two perpendicular planes. And there are different types of astigmatism when we think about this, okay? So there's regular, there's irregular, and then you can kind of get variations and permutations between uh, within these two kind of broad categories. And so when we talk about regular astigmatism, the way we define that is that the principal meridians are perpendicular. And so when we're talking about meridians, it's the same way we talk about them geographically. So we can talk about longitudinal and latitudinal meridians, and it's basically drawing an imaginary line down a sphere to kind of help you orient yourself. And so if we think about the vertical meridian just kind of running vertically within the eye or visual field itself and then the horizontal median perpendicular to that, that's how we kind of define these planes. And so when we're talking about regular astigmatism, if these two meridians are perpendicular, so the steepest and flattest meridians are perpendicular, then that's how we kind of define regular astigmatism. And that kind of, again, would go along with that football example. If you think about a football, the steepest meridian, depending on the way the football is oriented, those two planes are going to be perpendicular to one another, the steepest and flattest planes. So if the football is lying on its side, then that's a particular kind of regular astigmatism known as with the rule astigmatism. And so this kind of astigmatism, it's usually more common in younger individuals when you have astigmatism. We think of the cornea as being a football lying on its sad side, meaning that the vertical meridian is steep and the horizontal meridian is relatively flat. And when we think about against the rule astigmatism, this tends to occur in older individuals. And this kind of astigmatism is when you think about a football lying with its points pointing up and down. So it's as if you're holding it ready to kick it, for instance, for a punt or something like that. And, and in this case, the steepest meridians would be in the um, horizontal meridian and the flattest meridian would be in the vertical meridian. And if that's still a little bit confusing, another way you can think about it is if you think about a cylinder, essentially the vertical meridian of that cylinder would be the height dimension of the cylinder. So if we think about a water bottle, the height is a straight line or it's flat. So it has zero power. It does not actually curve light in any way. And when we think about the horizontal meridian, this would be the width of a bottle, and that's more curved in this instance. And so the difference between the vertical and horizontal meridian of that water bottle, for instance, would be the definition of the astigmatism of that particular object. And so now that you know a little bit more about what astigmatism is, 
how do you actually read how much astigmatism you have, for instance? And so when you go to your doctor and they give you a prescription, it can look pretty confusing. Lots of times we don't actually know what those numbers and those letters actually mean. So I'll try to break that down a little bit right now. So first of all, when you get your prescription, you'll see something known as OD and OS, and that just means oculus dexter and oculus sinister. Those are just Latin for saying right eye for OD and left eye for OS. And so now we know what our prescriptions are for each our right and left eye. So what do those actual numbers mean? So when we look at the sphere, that is the lens power in diopters that is used to correct your near or farsightedness. And so basically, if, our, if we imagine our cornea as a perfect sphere, or, or as a sphere and not irregularly shaped and not having any astigmatism, sometimes we'll need to place another sphere in front of our cornea in order to better refract light so that it hits our retina more um, perfectly. And so that number just gives you how near or farsighted you are. And so when we talk about nearsightedness or myopia, then we know that your eye is either too long or your cornea is refracting light too powerfully, essentially so that light is focused in front of your retina rather than right on top of your retina. And so the way we would kind of remedy that is you would notice in the sphere portion of your prescription that there's a negative number there. So what does that negative number mean? It means that you're using a diverging or a concave lens in order to defract a little bit of the light essentially so that we're moving the focal point of where that light actually hits your retina a little bit further back so that we're decreasing the overall power of your eye itself so that we get a clear image. And if you're farsighted on the other hand, which is a little bit less common, that's known as hyperopia. And basically either your eye is a little bit too short or the refractive power of your cornea and lens together are a little bit too weak so that we're not refracting the light enough. And so the image or the focal point of that light is focusing behind your retina. And so what we wanna do in this case is use a convex or a converging lens. And this is a positive number in that prescription area. And this will help increase the power of our eye so that we focus light directly on the retina. And so now getting back to our discussion on astigmatism, the next kind of thing we want to look at after sphere is the cylinder. And so this is the portion of your prescription that corrects for astigmatism. And so if you don't have a number here, then you don't have any astigmatism. If you have a number here, then you have some degree of astigmatism most likely. And so... If we have some degree of astigmatism, then we're going to need to add a lens power in the shape of a cylinder to offset whatever astigmatism you naturally have. So the way we would kind of do that is we imagine that one meridian has no curvature and the other meridian perpendicular to that has the maximum power to offset the astigmatism. So for example, if you have with the rule astigmatism, and so your vertical meridian is steeper than your horizontal meridian, then we're going to need to use a cylinder perpendicular to your degree of astigmatism to offset that degree of astigmatism, if that makes sense. It's a little bit confusing, but to give an example, if you have a lens meridian that has no power from a certain axis, so for example, 90 degrees is your vertical meridian and 180 degrees is your horizontal meridian. If you have astigmatism in your vertical meridian, then we're going to need to place a cylinder with the maximal power in the horizontal meridian perpendicular to your astigmatism to offset whatever imbalances that your cornea currently has. And so one way we can do that is if you have with the rule astigmatism and you have too much positive um, cylinder in this case in the vertical meridian, then we're going to need to place a minus cylinder 
in the vertical meridian to help diverge those rays of light. And on the other hand, if you have against a rule astigmatism, then your horizontal meridian is steeper. And so we would place a minus cylinder in the horizontal meridian to help diverge the light. And so now the number after the cylinder is the axis. And that's just kind of going back and basically talking about the orientation that we're going to place that cylinder to offset your natural astigmatism. We can also add prisms to our prescription, and that's usually to compensate for an alignment problem with your eyes. So if you have amblyopia or you're experiencing double vision for some reason, oftentimes that's secondary to your eyes not being aligned properly. And so we can add prisms in that case to help kind of diverge light and compensate for your misaligned eye. And then lastly, in some prescriptions, you'll notice an add portion. And that's basically if you have a condition known as presbyopia as we get older, Sometimes we're not able to focus in um, on close objects as well just because we lose some of the flexibility of the zonules that hold our lens together and our lens naturally kind of hardens over time. And so we're not able to look up close as well anymore. And so sometimes we'll need to have bifocals or progressive lenses. And that add portion is basically the amount of magnification we're adding to that bifocal or progressive part of our lens to help us see a little bit um, up close. And so that's what the add portion is for. So again, I hope it was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate your time. You could have been doing anything with your time and I appreciate that you decided to listen to this podcast and spend a few moments with me. Great rest of your day. Thank you so much.